Oh, that's so people don't have um, parties in here. Because oh. during lockdown, people were having bear parties. Oh, really? Yeah. What, is that like a security guard sort of guy? Yeah, because it's unmanned. Oh, like, yeah. So there's no one on a mixing desk being like, there's eight people in there fingering each other. But like, who's doing that in a podcast? Like, have some decorum, go to the sauna. <laughs> Listening to Cocktails and Confessions. This episode is sponsored by Hot Octopus, the luxury sex toy brand who guarantee your mind-blowing pleasure. Okay. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the studio for another uh, stu, stu, studio, studio. <laughs> for an install, another installment of Cocktails and Confessions. And this week, we've got writer. Journalist, activist, activist, <laughs> not, not <laughs> podcaster, dirty hippie, and all around trash human being, Dylan B. Jones with us oh, today. Oh, thank you. I'm wearing my bandana <laughs> and my dirty stacked Top Martins and that I'm holding up. Camo vest. It yeah, looks like you, you could just have come from. actually just come from a cruising. You know, they used yeah. to be cruising ones at East Block. Yeah. Come from like Bunker on a, Club. On a Wednesday night. Oh, those, actually, yeah. It is, it's Wednesday. It's Thursday. Thursday. Oh. <laughs> Come they straight from there last night. <laughs> yeah. They were on Thursdays as well, like CP, what was it? What was it? Stinks of Piss. Stink, SOP. Streams of Pleasure. Streams of it. Pleasure, yeah. On a Thursday. Wait, is that what it was called? Oh, what naff night. That was yeah. an um, underground club. That was the piss night. And for years, because it, it, it was Streams always abbreviated to... In the, I remember, because we're... Oh, God, we're all from QX as well. We're all QX. Oh, my we're God. We're all QX, QX survivors. Yes. There was... <laughs> Piss a pine and get a pine. Oh my god, I forgot about that. As well. <laughs> piss a pine, get a pine. Yeah, so if you pissed, so, so this for listeners who don't know, this was at a fetish club that we all covered probably at one point or another in yeah. QX magazine. In the M&M's. Uh, in Moxel. Where, where was it? The hoist? It was the hoist in Moxel. I covered yeah. it once. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> if you pissed, if you, if you filled a pine glass with your piss and put it on the bar, they gave you a free pint. Wow. That actually is not a bad deal. I think I could do that. I could go and fill a pint for a, yeah. for a free pint of beer. I don't want a pint of piss back. No, it's just like a swap shop. That's come <laughs> fresh from my bladder. I want more than a pint. Give me at least three pints if you want me to piss a whole other pint out. <laughs> what are you going to do with it otherwise? Sell it on eBay? Could you flog your piss? I guess you can flog anything. You can flog I anything. could. Yeah. Because I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you have your own podcast called called So I Got to Thinking, mm-hmm. and I started it two or th- two years ago, I think. Yeah, but we're now on season four because we just kept going through lockdown. Because we used to we were going to do it like every one season per year, so it's an episode by episode breakdown of Sex in the City, and it's with Juno Dawson, mm-hmm. who's an author and writer. Yep, and actor she was in i may destroy you for like half a second okay <laughs> um <laughs> and safety yeah. resume credit <laughs> yeah. and we watch each episode each week like in chrono- chronological order and of what what are you watching episodes of sex and city nice. and, um, <laughs> and um sort of look at it with a modern day lens okay and the results have been interesting (laughs) (laughs) so where are you up to now you've just finished season four yeah we're on no we're halfway through season four okay um we just got to the episode where miranda finds out she's pregnant and it was really interesting because like some episodes have aged really badly this one aged really well because it was one of the first ever times on tv that you saw like characters admitting to having abortion like miranda doesn't have an abortion yeah but you remember like samantha's like oh i've had two Mm. which at the time was like i looked it up before the podcast apparently kim cattrall like almost lost her like career over that really um which is incredible yeah so yeah it's been it's interesting that's mad i mean i we i obviously watch it over and over again all the time oh yeah well, uh, you even make your own skits. I've seen your, well. yeah. <laughs> I've seen your Carrie Bradshaw. The selection of Carrie Bradshaw wigs you have hanging in your house is uh, quite formidable. <laughs> in fact, one of them I saw like qu- around quite a lot. There was one that like loads of people shared. The COVID one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was the one that went viral on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> and but it was annoying to me looking back on it because I'm like, oh, I've done this skit with just literally any old blonde wig, and then now obviously the wigs have got better. <laughs> 
and I'm using like the the TikTok green screen and I'm just looking back and I'm like, oh, that would have been so much better if this X, Y, and Z, but... Maybe it was the amateurishness that was the charm. I think that is quite a part of the appeal. I mean, when we I had to help him film one the other day and he's got like a Samantha wig now and we were using the green screen to try and make her look like she was laying in a dentist chair and I was actually pissing myself because every time I moved accidentally, it looked, it looked like Samantha was going to heaven. Like, <laughs> just levitating out yeah. of the screen, yeah. That's how they're writing her out. Yeah, well, we're going to get onto that <laughs> yeah. for sure. But uh, well, before we get into that, because Carrie's a sex columnist, have you had any interesting sex exploits lately? Yeah, I have. In fact, oh, okay. on my yeah, I'm, I'm prepared because I was thinking because I just for some reason I just suspected that I would be asked this. <laughs> in, in, uh, I had to think, and uh, maybe one of my best ones is I slept with the wrong person on Grinder. <gasps> what? I don't think you even know this either. Oh, I love a live tea spill. I yeah. uh, didn't think there was anything I didn't know about you. <laughs> so, <laughs> even friends have their secrets. <laughs> so, it was a few years ago, and I was leaving a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. And I've been on the pingers. The pingers? <laughs> the pingers? What's, the pingers. What's that? Pills. Oh, pills. okay. And Why is that? Because you ping it into your mouth. <laughs> you know, you like ping, your head's like pinging around. I bet you start ping. Yeah, like a pinger. Okay. But when you say pinger, you're talking about like a ball and a ping, ping pong <laughs> ball machine. Wait. Pinball machine. I've been on the pin. I've been on the pinball machine. I've been on the pinball machine. I feel in a but bit is that, it, is that where it comes from? I don't know. Like ping, I ping, 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 like pinging around. I guess yeah, so. probably. I've been on the pingers. Pingers. <laughs> Obviously went on grinder like with one eye open, like stumbling home as oh. you do. What time was this? This was probably like two. Yeah, Two thirty, yeah. 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 So was it like when it, your eye was sort of trembly as well? You're getting that slightly yeah. blurred vision. It, it was all a bit wavy. Yeah, and was following the blue dot to like to you know how the blue dot sort of takes you like to the kind of air <laughs> like the location, but not the exact address. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I followed the blue dot and got there and was just about to text him, message him, asking for his like, oh, what's your flat number? And the, I looked up and there was a guy just standing outside, right in front of me outside. And he like beckoned me in, and he looked okay. like. I'm just stop you for a minute. <laughs> the way I'm picturing this is literally, you know, the poster for Exorcist, where it's just the lab, the lamppost shining on that silhouette of that one man. That's what I'm seeing right now. I'm just ima- outside a council flat. I'm just imagining, you know, that episode of The Simpsons where like Mr. Burns is like radioactive in the woods, and he sees the light coming towards him. That's what I'm imagining. You like following <laughs> two, about, yeah. two pop culture references. I was not expecting. The Simpsons and the Exorcist. Um, but yeah, he was like framed in the light of his doorway, so I couldn't see him very well. But I was like, well, he's beckoning me in, and this is where I'm going. So, like, obviously, I just yeah, assumed. Put two into, and the pingers were on you. So. Yeah, and I went in and like had sex with him and then left. And as I was like, and I was like, oh, that was good. Like, and he was like, he was quite fit, and, like, the sex was good. And then as I was like walking to like get an Uber, I get a message being like, where are you? And I was like, Oh my god. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, did you then like do a Yui and go back to, to, <laughs> to meet the second <laughs> one? The original, yeah. That would be so iconic. No, I got straight in that hoop. Oh. Um wasn't gonna give him sloppy seconds. No. Wait, but how so the much pictures alike did they look? They must have looked semi-alike. <laughs> yeah, because so presumably once you got into the house after he wasn't haloed in light, you must have been like, oh. So <laughs> they were the same. They were both they were both like tall, white, tanned, handsome beard. Right. And I was just, I was really wasted. And yeah, you were off your tits. And so. I just kind of, I mean, I got what I wanted out of the experience, <laughs> to be honest. But what are the chances of like, there just being this other fit guy just seeing you through the light and beckoning you <laughs> to your next orgasm? I think I do already love got one that. It's like, come yeah. to heaven. At first I was really freaked out. And then I was like, do you know what? That's, that's fab. <laughs> that is fab. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nothing in Menorca then. No. 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 Took and I, I presume you're single. No, I've got a boyfriend. No. Oh, okay. So open relationship. We're happily open relationship. Yeah. So you, I obviously presume that you don't really have rules with regards to playing outside of the couple. We do. Yeah. We okay. do have a few. So like no. There's very few, but basically... <laughs> Don't catch feelings, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, kind of. Um, like, don't go on dates with someone. Duh, like, just, obviously. Yeah, That's like, ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, who has the mental energy for that? I've always... Like, oh, my God, yeah. Can you imagine? I'm going to go spend my wages on somebody who's not the man that I'm dating... <laughs> the, the man I'm in a relationship with. There Goodbye. Are some, there are some people who, like, date 
what is it, polyamorous? Yeah, I know quite a few people did. did yeah, do that. who date multiple people. But have like, you noticed that everyone who's polyamorous is broke? That's because they're <laughs> always going on dates. They've got buy too many Valentine's Day yeah. gifts, too many for Christmas gifts. <laughs> what? What's that like? Well, that's like, well, d- so what was I talking about? We were talking about your relationship. But are you, and you're oh, not allowed yeah, right. to, like, do you see people more than once or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, no, and also no close friends. Okay. Or, what, close friends or mutual friends? Close friends. Okay. Because close friends, I don't know, I can understand that. Yeah. Well, it'd just um, be a bit weird as well if someone's, like, popping over to your house and stuff and then it's a bit like... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with the friend thing. I mean, to be honest, I think you're being braver than I could be in an open relationship anyway. It's funny because I was always that person who was like, no, I need monogamy. Like, I need it to be this way, that way. Mm. And then I was like, just thinking like, you know, I was like, could I have an open relationship? And I think I'm a bit more open-minded to it now than I ever was before. Mm. So I'm definitely like, okay, I'm not going to rule that out. But yeah. I feel like, for me, it should at least start with monogamy and then evolve into that. Yeah. Um, like, I want him to myself for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Get, get your innings in on the dick and then... you got to make sure that they're invested. <laughs> go make sure they're invested so that they don't run off with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm still on my my scruff exploration journey. Yeah, so any more edging? No, 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 no more edging. I'm I'm done with edging for the time being. Because I was saying to you the other day, I was like, everyone is fucking into edging. So everyone I wants was to edge. I was saying like, I don't know. Are you on apps and stuff at the moment? Yeah, uh, I'm are you on your break still? I'm sort of. I'm like I'm off kind of, but I'm on it. Do you know what I mean? I haven't deleted it. <laughs> I haven't deleted it. I'm on there four times a day, but <laughs> have you like put it in? You know, you can put apps in like a sort of a thing hidden where they're thing. less visible. Yeah, have you done that? I have. Yeah, but yeah. I still check it like a couple times a week. <laughs> but I'm just checking in because I don't have the notifications on. Yeah, yeah. I turned off the push notifications. I've learned quite quickly that that was that was stressing me out. I've got mine turned off for everything. I don't get push notifications. Yeah, that's why you fucking never reply yeah. to anything I say. And also, do you know what? It's just it's such a head fuck because my head is like. <sighs> I'm done hooking up. I'm ready to date. I'm looking to settle down. And then my dick is like, who's yeah. online? <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, though. No, but like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm go- definitely going through like a phase at the moment where I'm in heat and I'm just so much yeah. hornier than I am on like an average day. So am I. I think it's the change of season. <laughs> some no. people get cold. Some of the, the guys yeah, get horny. I mean. I'm like, no, I got my SAD yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's always spring, autumn. Is um, that when you go through a bit of a yeah, just round like spring to autumn? No. Like a <laughs> I think that yeah. I think summer, summer is when I come into for me, season. It's just, for me, it's just like January to December, you know, like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, spring, spring like through the summer, mm. and then edge, not edges, like <laughs> drops, <laughs> so drops off a bit, edging into autumn. <laughs> yeah, edging into sounds like an ASOS campaign. Or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who knows. Oh yeah, well I'm still I'm lining up my uh, my screen mask dick now. Oh okay. So uh, you I will... think you're going to do this more than once? Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be a regular, you know, like stab me to death kind of. But you want to see the face before they put the mask on? Oh yeah, of course you got to have. Like I don't because that's does it what matter. I... Why does it matter if he's going to be wearing a mask? Because the I mask mean. will get pulled off like Drew Barrymore does at the beginning of the first one. <laughs> like as I'm bleeding on the bed, I just want to pull the mask off and be like, yeah, you're <gasps> bleeding prolapse first. Yeah. So you're just gonna... I slowly pull the mask. That's what, he's like, gonna, <gasps> that's what he's going to use to string me up from the tree afterwards. Oh. It's just my guts. Oh, <laughs> oh sexy. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> well, I had a date last night. Oh. Yeah, I just, I don't feel like I have a lot to say on the matter, but I didn't message him and he didn't message me and oh. that's perfectly fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a dinner or a film or okay so this is the thing i said to him like three four days ago i'll let you decide what we do and he goes okay cool i'll let you know then i'm like on the day i'm like so are we eating or like because i needed to know whether to eat before i went or if we were just doing drinks and he goes well i haven't eaten but it's up to you i don't mind and i'm like what do you mean it's up to me so that means that you haven't picked you haven't sorted anything out and then we got out and literally we went to, I think, five restaurants and they were all fully booked. And I wasn't expecting that. But at the, same, at the same time, I was like, well, I did tell you that you should have maybe booked something. <laughs> you should have taken him to that industrial kitchen that we accidentally walked into a couple of weeks gotcha. ago. Got <laughs> <Curry> pizza. 
Oh, I heard. Do about you have it. any tables? And they were like, "Get out! <laughs> this is a, this is a delivery a depot." <laughs> who does this? Who does this happen to? Although I'm kind of amazed it hasn't happened more. Well, it happened because you found what we thought was a restaurant. Yeah. On the actual delivery app, and we followed the map <laughs> in the delivery app <laughs> rather than you know delivery like going office. on Google or City Map. Oh, or that's something. why it happened. So then we got there, and it was just this like big sort of it was like an industrial area with a big gate and a security guard and we were like hey we're here for and there was like this old romanian woman chopping up lettuce there was like a a goat in a cage i was like where are we is this agrabah all these other fucking like like delivery drivers in their like motorcycle helmets and stuff giving us really odd looks and we just kind of ambled through this like corridor and that's where these two women were like poking their heads out the door like what are you doing here? <laughs> Do you know like what? Table if, for two? If you made like, if you purposefully made a restaurant in East London that was actually like that, people would probably pay it. Oh, it would, be it would be a rave. It would be a That is actually a bit that's cracking me up is that we were like, clearly standing in a kitchen and we were like, table for two but it happened everywhere we kept going to places were you like were you like always an immersive kind of well you never know we were in camden so it could you know (laughs) could well have been could well have been but yes anyway i don't think i'll be seeing this this guy again or i will not be seeing him again mad planning it's not it wasn't just like the planning we're like we didn't have a lot in common and uh, fancy him no nothing not even a fizz no oh no but i kind of like had preempted that beforehand i sent the picture to my friend the night before and i was like i don't even fancy him why am i going on this date and he was like yeah why are you going on the date and i was like i'm not really sure i'm hungry and then i felt like it just i got a bit carried away with going on him wanting to meet me oh but do you know what and this sounds really shallow and things like this never normally bother me but it was very much the trainer outfit combination right and that sounds like super like, oh, it's just clothes, like you should go over it. But it was like a full head to toe navy suit with a navy t-shirt and then low rise shiny beige trainers with no socks. No, Ooh. yeah. That's one of my least favourite. And yeah, no. You get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this is weird. And then in his profile, it was like, I want to study fashion. And I thought, <laughs> you better get <laughs> cracking. <laughs> <laughs> You better get disturbing. <laughs> that look has really like endured though. It's been around for years. What, suits and say, trainers? No, the no socks and the shoe like it really bugs me. <laughs> should we move should we move on something else? Revealed my bare ankle. <laughs> no, but it's like the That's... kind of brogues and no I don't like socks. I don't yeah, like it formal with like a loafer the or formal, something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the formal that's the problem. That's the thing. I think it's the formal and it was it was like a formal suit, but then and also it was the fact I was like, maybe if they were cool trainers, maybe if you had socks on, but it was like the worst low rise trainers with no socks and I just thought also, how did you look in the mirror and go, <laughs> Yeah, we're good and that's, then left the house. That's the one, that's the honey trap. Yeah. <laughs> Like, also, what? a suit for a date is a bit much for a no, first he, date. That was this was just on his profile. Oh. What he was wearing oh, to the see. date oh, was way worse. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> no, so then how did you even go on the date if the date the, the profile was dressed that bad? Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to be nice and give the benefit of the doubt. And also, oh. I was thinking I need a bit of a date broom sweep. Like oh, I, need a, I like. I've actually come quite fond of this broom. Yeah. this broom idea. Yeah, it builds up your ego. Clean the cobwebs out. Before yeah, it's you, good. Pr- it's good. Yeah, Brexit. practice for when you meet somebody better. Yeah, and I was. So anyway, he turned up in this jumper. He turned up in this. What? I'm just enjoying this. He turned up in this like wide neck jumper that had like these cat eyes on them. It was very. It was like David Rose from Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. it was like one of them kind of that. black jumpers, and yeah. then it was like. <laughs> really hope he's not listening to this and then it was like a you know like a, a bag that goes over one shoulder yeah but instead of a, a man bag it was like a security case that had dior printed on it and i was just like honey no honey no you know like them security cases what they move money from like the bank to oh, like, like the yeah. silver ones yeah. yeah it was like yeah. one of them but like a big chunky one that then said dior okay fashion victim yeah it was yeah. very much like a foreign person's take on what is cool in London type thing where they've just... <laughs> what? No, was he English? 
No, he's Egyptian. Oh, okay. You know, just like when people see a name and they're like, yeah. yes, and they maybe don't think about the whole outfit. They just, they pick a big load brands, of things they like and brands. then put it together. They're like, honey, you've got an item from winter, an, <laughs> I- an item from like a film set. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's very discombobulated. Muji, something from Muji. <laughs> a mist, mist machine. A mister from, that's the thing I thought of as well. Yeah, or anything. Like, the minute I think of Muji, I think of mist machines. And then yeah. I think of that story that, you know, who you to tell us about putting poppers in the oh, yeah. mist machine. In the Muji mist machine. The Muji mist machine. Everyone had very loose assholes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on from that, because I feel like we are sitting around the cafe table in the cafe in Sex in the City. Yeah, so let's that. start talking about Sex next in the that, City. Next to that Perspex corrugated plastic yeah. thing, wall and that I they j- sit next to. All those weird laminated menus as well that had like clip up <laughs> knife and fork on. I know that the ones in LA were definitely laminated. I remember that. (laughs) That's a detail I remember. I don't know why. We are all big Sex and the City fans, I guess. Um, What what is it that we love about it? What's your favourite parts of Sex and the City? I mean, I think for me, part of it was the fact... I mean, I'm fascinated by dating and sex and relationships anyway, which is obviously partly why I started the blog. And the blog was actually... It was inspired by Sex in the City and the column that she wrote. Yeah. And I think I just love the fact that because... I well, It's even up, named after it, isn't it? Cocktails and, and Cock talk. talk. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and she's like, can we line up on the Cock Talk till after brunch? <laughs> oh, or whatever yeah. she says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had Cocktails and Cock Talk in my head and I didn't actually realise that I got Cock Talk from her until I watched it back later. But I think for me it was because I like grew up gay and we didn't get taught anything about sex. Yeah. And I didn't have anyone to talk about sex with until I got gay friends it for me it was like just the freedom and the openness that they had talking about sex yeah and i think i just it was it was relatable because we didn't have that like that friendly gal pal talking to us about just the tea and the gossip which is what as gay men we wanted to hear for me anyway yeah yeah i remember i used to uh, the first time i watched it because i think it used to air at like i think 10 p.m on channel four years ago and this was when i was still in secondary school and that was a sort of like everything rude was on Channel 4 at around 10 or 11. Oh, yeah. And I just had got a, like a TV in my bedroom. So I used to sit in my bedroom watching the TV and like with my thumb on the switch on the wall. So if I heard my mum coming up the stairs, I could just flick it off and throw myself backwards into the bed. Classic. But, or um, on the volume button. Yeah. To like turn the volume down. But I remember <laughs> seeing one episode of it and being like, this is fab. Because obviously there's like quite not hardcore, but more shocking sex scenes than I'd ever seen yeah. before. Mm, I went into yeah. school the next day and I was like, guys, has anyone? And I, I was like, has anyone seen this show it's called Sex in the City <laughs> and this girl turned around and went no because we're not perverts like you <laughs> well she was right to be honest well, she was also a bitch <laughs> so. I mean she sounds like she still has her hymen yeah she probably yeah. does that or a very unsatisfying sex life slash marriage um, but yeah I, I loved that so, so I, I used to really enjoy the scandalous feel of it when I when I was younger Yeah. but now I think my favourite element of it when I revisit it is more like the smaller moments, especially between people like when Carrie and Miranda have those just like weird little moments of friendship. Yeah. Like that was my, one of my favorite bits is where they're having that chat where they're sat on their steps outside Carrie's flat. And she's like, I dropped my niece when I was nine or something. And Carrie's like, get off my stoop. <laughs> <laughs> those two in particular have like a really like as as ridiculous as sex in the city is yeah. there are some really realistic really nice like friendship moments mm. and like people looking back on the like critics looking back on the show a lot of people have said like it's not really a show about sex and glamour and stuff it's mainly a show about friendship, friendship yeah. yeah which is nice to be honest like those two would have moments sometimes where i'm like oh my god i wish i had that moment with my friend even though it yeah. might be like the worst thing i'd be like oh my god i wish me and my friend bumped into our exes together and then it was so awkward we were <laughs> and trying to, to leave in a re- doorway yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i felt like yeah it was in the moments where you could really see that like they were like they were best friends and I love that. Yeah. I think for me, when the show started to become more about the fashion and things like that's where I... When it lost it. Yeah, yeah. When it like, it obviously became like a cultural phenomenon. And so everyone was like, oh, what you wearing this week? And all the big d- designers and even the storyline started to get more influenced by the fashion. I think that yeah. I started, I have less affection for that side of it. We've realised watching it back, Juno and I, that that has stuck. So we're halfway through season four now and it's starting in season yeah. four. So there's the episode with like Samantha with the Birkin. And like, oh my god, Lucy Lou is a big, big fucking star. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, honey. Um, but oh my god, that reminds me. I remember when 
what you were saying, Anthony, about like sort of seeing like sort of like connecting with them as a gay man. I loved it when Kim Cattrall won her Glad Award and like on stage she was like, as you know, I played a gay man in Sex in the City for six years, <laughs> so I feel fully deserving of this award. <laughs> the clothes, like it becomes so really like capitalist and like yeah. crazy, obviously ending in the second film, which is just... But that oh. very much is like the same with other TV series, whether they're like <clears throat> scripted or not. I mean, I say scripted is in like a TV show like that, but a lot on a lot of the time on reality shows, they start becoming popular and then it just becomes so stylized. It's like brand deals though, I guess, because TV shows are ultimately a product for people to sell out advertising, sad as that fact is. Yeah, yeah. but like, do you not realise that that is not what we want we want we, it got popular for a reason but i think that's they look at it as like if it's good when it starts then it will bring in brand deals and then they don't care as long as it keeps chugging along and bringing in revenue they should yeah. just start more tv and that's something they, i can see why it happened to sex in the city because it is just perfect isn't it it's like four women who go out all the time yeah living in new york like any like there was mcdonald's like fucking oh carrie and the russian God. goes to mcdonald's i forgot like, about that when she just, faints it's oh. <laughs> There's just there's all sorts. There's all <laughs> the McDonald's thing is where when she buys him a Big Mac or a fillet of fish and then like loses her shit and throws it at the TV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where a fucking beret, beret. <laughs> and, and that polka dot dress. Oh my god, she's like le vula vula French fry, le fish, I'm like, le French fry. That's not fucking French, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just carry in French when she like steps into Dior and she's like bonjour uh, I mean she like eats shit on the floor um, I do think Harry Bradshaw is 50% of the reason why I'm such an asshole now <laughs> <laughs> just naff yeah like naff like walking around the city like drinking in like kind of urban cosmopolitan <laughs> vibes well I know we've talked about we do, both do that thing you know when you have to run a little bit as you're sort of walking through oh the streets yeah, the and it's like the, the, the carry run <laughs> yeah the carry gala, the gala. Yeah. Yeah. just skipping a, along a street quickly like <gasps> yeah and also when it's perfect for it is when it's been raining and there's yeah. a little bit of a puddle, a puddle. Between, <laughs> between the between the road and where the pavement is and you get to gallop and go up at the same time oh, and it's even better if you're maybe like on the phone and, yeah and you've got things happening you've got like a takeaway coffee you're like oh god I'm so like I'm in a rush you're of, so big <laughs> You're wearing like a tool dress. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, there's like a taxi that like just misses you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, sir. <laughs> we have all definitely watched this what show. What a naff bunch of bitches. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our favourite apps. Obviously, it's, I feel like it's going to, well, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's going to be impossible for me to talk about one app. Yeah. So we can talk about a few. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do have a favourite though. And I think it is. I can't remember it, what which number it is, but it's season five. The episode with Jerry Halliwell and For God's Soho, sake. And Soho House. <laughs> and when Samantha says she's Annabelle Bronstein. Like, Jerry Halliwell's amazing acting. The hardest working hands in Hollywood. <laughs> but it's got it all. I forget. There's something else iconic that happens in it as well. Um, when they get slung out of Soho House. Yeah, but like there's another thing. Like Charlotte gets up to something ridiculous as well. It might be the one where Charlotte like sleeps with the really camp guy who turns out. To, I can't remember, but no, because she would have been married to Harry at that point. Wasn't that's true. She? But yeah, that one's that's a great one. That's <laughs> a really. Good that's one. your favorite episode, and you don't even know what fucking <laughs> happened in it. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a Sex in the City? You're, this is literally your job. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite episode, I, uh, to be honest, I, I'm not sure what the name because I actually haven't watched the series in a long time. I plan to do a rewatch because they've remastered it into high def. I haven't watched it in so long that when I watch it all again, it's going to be such like a pleasure to watch it. Yeah. But I think one of my favourite episodes is that one where fucking Samantha meets, <laughs> what is her name? <laughs> you spunk it. Oh, Claire Ann. Claire Ann. <laughs> <laughs> you're spunky I like spunky women That's so good yeah <laughs> then she gives the guy the blowjob in the restaurant and you can forget sushi samba <laughs> that girl needs a stick out of her ass and a dick yeah, in her coochie pronto <laughs> I'm gonna eat him up. <laughs> it's just her unhinged face when she says that her acting one of our guests on the podcast <laughs> said that her acting that whoever the actress is is reminded her of a like RuPaul's Drag Race acting challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I so understood what she meant. <laughs> so that is that one is my, one of my favorites, and the other one is the one where the guy wants to, uh, Miranda to rim him. Oh yeah, and it's just the, the fucking that moment where he's like shoving he's his like ass closer and closer. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> He's got a really nice art. Really nice. <laughs> Fuck me. I, I would have buried myself in it. Was that the first time? That I think that might have been, or maybe Queer as Folk might have been the first maybe, time I, I saw. I think maybe on UK TV was Queer as Folk. Yeah, the first time I saw Rimming. Or almost rimming. But they don't even call it a rim job, which is ridiculous. They keep calling it like Tuckaslingus. Mm. I never had a guy do the TL on me. What? <laughs> the TL. Yeah, they never say the word rimming. When yeah, about which is it. ridiculous. Oh. Carrie for a sex columnist was a real crude. <clears throat> I'm definitely sure I've heard the word rim job on Sex and the City before. Yeah, <laughs> they must have said rim job. Apparently they never say the word feminism, which is interesting. Mm. Throughout oh. the whole thing. Well... A woman eating a man's arsehole, that is feminism. That is feminism. Yeah. yeah. That's feminism. Peggy Miranda. <laughs> What's your what are your favourite episodes or moments? Oh, I honestly, you know, like when you, I couldn't even sit here and, think, and like tell you one or two, but like I love Hot Child in the City. Oh my God. That is where I she love gets that high one, at that guy's place. And these are the f- <laughs> yes, please, Mrs. Adams. And it's just so accurate to being stoned. You know, that ridiculous laugh, like when she throws all the chicken all over the <laughs> All over the living room. And she's like, like, we got to get the chicken because they're going to know. They're going to know. <laughs> that we've been smoking the dope. I loved it. Like, basically, whenever they left the city. Like, I loved Sex in Another City when they went to LA. Oh, yeah. I loved when they did Atla- Atlantic Titty. Atlantic was, Titty, that is one of my favourites as well. And I think one of the ones that I really just love on more than, like, a superficial Sex in the City comedy level was, I, th- I think the episode is called One. And it's the one where Samantha dies her pubes orange. <laughs> oh, Miranda it's when Miranda and Steve get back together. Yeah. And Steve has been with Debbie. And he holds up the one candle. And she's like, Steve, it's you. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm Bozo the Bush. And also, like, Charlotte comes out of her depression <laughs> after oh, having yeah. a miscarriage. And it, yeah, I just love that episode. There are some good moments in those later seasons, I think. You can tell as well, they start trying to, like, wrap up everyone's story in a really kind of fairy tale way. In in some ways, in some ways that they do, and I for, for me it felt a little bit like a betrayal of what the original show mission statement was, which was like women can just do whatever they want, and it doesn't have to. You don't have to end up in with a man, but everyone kind of ended up with a man by the end of the show. Mm. You know, I would I forget. I, I would have actually liked if, if Charlotte had discovered over the course of the show, I don't want to get married, and yeah, that maybe would have I don't really, need it. That would have been interesting. I forget if Samantha ends up with isn't Samantha single at the end of it? No, she's with Smith but, still. Yeah, because her like, last scene is that. her sitting on Smith, going. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just think that would have been like really fucking sad if Charlotte was like, "Yeah, I don't need a man. I'm going to be on my own." I'm just like. Okay, I know it happens, but ill. I think it would have been cool, though. Nobody's watching this show to be like, yes, I can be on my own. Nobody wants that. People want the, yeah, it might take a while, but you're going to meet him. That's the optimism of the show. I don't know. I think it would have been a nice inversion of the the Miranda story, where Miranda was a bit like, I don't need anyone, whereas Charlotte was always like, I want to get married. I want 2.4 children. I want perfect life in Pennsylvania. And then... So you wanted Charlotte to have an unjust ending. Yeah. You wanted her to not get what she wanted. Despite I wanted her all the lonely, good lonely. <laughs> Just alone, like, with her dog, Elizabeth Taylor. That's so rude, especially after the whole, like, woke Charlotte thing. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. It was an Instagram account, and they just make up words and add it to Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, okay, love it. Who's your favourite character? Yeah, Samantha obviously is going to be the one that I lean more towards just purely because of like the comedy value and the fact that she was just so open about sex and she, I felt like she really didn't care what society thought of her and that is like good for you. Yeah. But I do love Carrie and I know that she's like narcissistic and people joke about her, like people like, oh, Buzzfeed are like 73 reasons why <laughs> Carrie was really a fucking cunt. Like Carrie's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but she is kind of all of us because when we're thinking about our own relationships and the stuff that we're going through, it is that self involved internal dialogue yeah, that yeah. she has. And it might not be as floozy as like, I couldn't help but wonder. I, but I do agree. I think if you take Carrie as kind of a POV kind of character yeah. rather than uh, take her as a real person, Carrie Bradshaw would be, is dreadful and would be a nightmare. But if you take her as like a representation of everyone's kind of internal you know, dialogue when they're dealing with relationships and friendships yeah. and that kind of thing, then it makes more sense. And I think that's the perspective that you watch it through. It's yeah. only then when people do a BuzzFeed think piece and they're like, Carrie Bradshaw is the cunt because she 
didn't want to get married to Aiden twice, you know? She wouldn't fucking snog Alanis Morissette during Spin the Bottle. Oh. <laughs> like, what is that about? Ridiculous. <laughs> I think my favourite, the older I get, my, I, I love Samantha, but the older I get, the more attached I become to Miranda. Yeah. I realise she's the only one with a shred of sense half the time. Yeah, so I, know, I, I love Miranda. Yeah. yeah. I think my my favourite character is Amelita Amalfi. I knew you were going <laughs> to fucking say that. You were going to choose that? some ridiculous is side character. like, Carrie, darling. He has a oh really tiny penis. How <laughs> funny that... Wait, oh my God, so my, the date that I had last night that yeah. I will not be seeing again, he's a big Sex and the City fan as well. Right. And we were talking about this last night and <laughs> he was like, oh my God, I love the Italian prostitute. And I was like, I'm going from like season one or season two. <laughs> I was like, she was in like two episodes and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, love her too. So I fell down a Wikipedia hole oh, about that sake. actress. Oh, do you remember? We were sending each other videos of her as well. And she's got like a music video. She runs like a dog, like mystic. Brothel. Oh. A dog brothel. Yeah. A dog, like mystic centre in LA or something. She's like. She played an Italian slag in an episode of Angel as yeah. well, I remember. Yeah. So. She's typecast. My favourite side character is uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yeah. I'm way too fucking fragile to see this. <laughs> that was what really good. Was that? It's in the, you know where she has the bag sale? She's like, because of that fucker, I found out I'm Fendi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. And then she sees Samantha and Smith like fucking in the hallway and loses her shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm shocked by how good your Jennifer Coolidge is. Thank by you. The way. Yeah, I think my favourite side character is probably going to be like Kristen. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, immediately after I was like, oh God, I wish I'd chosen her as What's well. What's her last name? Kristen. Kristen Johnson. Stewart. Kristen Johnston. Johnston. Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight meets Sex and Sex. Yeah. I mean, she is, that is probably one of the ultimately iconic but scenes. she has come out with a load of shit since then. She's batshit really? crazy. Yeah, she's batshit crazy. She follows me on Twitter. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> Let's tweet her right now. What, you're batshit crazy? No, just tweet her and be like, we're doing an episode, we're talking about you. Send me a voice note and I'll add it to the show. But oh. that, the re I mean, I love it. Like, it is, I think, the best. Of, of Sex and City's, like, many guest appearances, yeah. it is the best, I yeah, think. Yeah, of course, the most iconic, yeah. And it's how I always want to behave. The reason I love it so much <laughs> is it's how I always, I feel it bubbling just under the surface. Yeah. Particularly when I'm at, like, a house party in Clapham oh, or Chelsea. Yeah. Full of naff If people. I find myself in like a really like sort of faux formal setting oh yeah when they've they've literally got out the cheese and wine and you're like babe i know you use that cheese board for cocaine exactly (laughs) and like there are people like going off to the toilets to do coke and then like coming back and i'm just like no one's fun anymore (laughs) yeah like share your drugs put it on the fucking coffee table and let's all just stop pretending about that nose candy do you smoke i don't smoke anymore fuck you (laughs) just like you go outside just who we all want to be yeah that horrible monster (laughs) so um like on the flip side of that do we feel like the show has aged particularly well I feel like you're quite well placed to talk about this because mm. of the obviously there's always going to be things which do not age well, yeah. and I think a bit like how you wrote in that article, the one episode that sticks out in my mind is the one with uh, the trans escorts. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But that just shows you how much things have evolved because we were all calling them the T word, yeah. yeah. But it was very much an accepted term. I felt <clears throat> yeah. like like them as a community. I didn't feel like they was offended by it. It wasn't like the F slur to me or anything like that. But uh, obviously, I can't say because I'm not a trans person. Yeah. But it always felt like it was an okay thing to say. So obviously, that would be probably one of the things. And I think the other episode that kind of sticks out in my mind is when she meets. I've forgotten the girl's name, but I think the brother is called Michael, and it's the chef, and it's they have the race. Oh, the, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that is a mess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Samantha and Jennifer Lopez Samantha, looking dresses. The Jennifer Lopez looking dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did I think the brother was called Michael? Isn't it called like Trayvon? Trayvon yeah. or something or Siobhan? <laughs> yeah, or Siobhan, yeah, yeah, Siobhon. Yeah, Siobhon. Yeah, and yes. like, even the voiceover because it's like it wasn't her little white pussy that was the problem. It was the fact that Siobhan was a big. Black pussy. Oh, you know, I watched that and cringed. <laughs> oh, <God>. And <laughs> Samantha saying, and your okra wasn't all oh, that. Oh. But it's just so, yeah. I mean, that was. Okay, that was I'm bad. sorry. I, think, I still think that's hilarious. <laughs> I still think that's really fucking funny. And it might be problematic to some people, but. 
I don't think that. I mean, I think we should be able to laugh at things. Like I, that. I found, All you're doing in is the context of the racism. episode. I think it was cringeworthy because the sister was raising real concerns. Yeah. I think, and they were being brushed off by the the writing of the episode as though she was in the wrong. Yeah. So then to have that sort of voiceover and uh, basically the voiceover was painting Samantha as being in the right and the sister as not having valid concerns about the situation yeah we we went over that episode on the podcast and we had on as a guest candace carty williams who wrote queenie so like an amazing black author she was just kind of like really eye roll about it and she was like yeah like i'm not surprised by any of this like it was you know and she said it was really interesting that they kind of that the way samantha acted when she was with siobhan for the first time ever samantha was like really timid and really girlish mm. and candace said like that puts across a really interesting thing about how like the media see black men like, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. like samantha was suddenly really um, that's, that's i think that's a valid viewpoint 100 percent. i never actually really noticed that but it's i mean i didn't eat but yeah yeah no, it's only when you watch these things with like the benefit of hindsight or even like the knowledge about a certain topic yeah you're right anthony when you said like at the time a lot of that stuff was just Ex- like it just existed, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is, and just- it was a comedy, and comedy is is renowned for aging very badly as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Listen, I've said stuff in my set six months ago, which, <laughs> which ain't looking too pretty right about now. <laughs> I was going through some of my old posts, and I read something that I wrote, and I think it was seven years ago. Mm. And I read it, and I actually gasped, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I said that." But then when I sit there and I think then I I deconstruct the sentence, I'm like, okay, I kind of get why I said it from a comedy perspective, but I can see now that that wasn't <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I just feel like it was more like the tone of the episode or something that didn't sit right for me rather than something that was specifically said. Mm. Um, I can't remember all of the lines from that episode, but... I think for me, a bit uncomfortable when you rewatched it back later. Yeah, I just think particularly that episode is that it tries to tackle a lot of big important themes through the lens of like a comedy thing and then throw it to samantha who is kind of a like the joker of a character as well and it kind of takes it takes on these really big themes of race and and you know dating interracial dating and things like that and then kind of abandons them in favor of making a bunch of throwaway jokes and then painting samantha as like being in the right i think crucially as well like we were saying this when we were talking about both this one and the trans like the one with the trans sex workers like you could tell like with the one with Samantha's storyline, you could tell there was not one bl- black person in the writer's room. Yeah. And with the trans storyline, there was obviously not one trans, because if there had been any trans people in the writer's room, they would have been like, what are you Maybe doing? <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it's very difficult to say, because like I say, I do think you can tell that it was a different time. And I think even people who are in these minority groups who are maybe now later realising that certain things are maybe not necessarily offensive to them, but they're offensive to other people within that group. Yeah. But, you know, you might have had a trans writer in that room. Obviously, I doubt they're very... I highly, highly doubt there was. I think it's safe to say there wasn't. But you could have had a trans person in that room that was like, yeah, this is funny. Like, go with it. Well, and as well, when you think about, like, people of colour, and I think most of those those actors were trans as well. Yeah. They accepted those roles. And I'm not saying them accepting them is endorsement of that, but it was kind of like people maybe back then were willing to put up with that yeah and accept it it makes you wonder like how they felt like delivering yeah. those lines i always <laughs> wonder about that because then i think about you know when arabic people when especially around sort of like turn of the century turn of the century like 2001 <laughs> there was a lot of like terrorist roles and things oh, like yeah. that and like things like 24 and stuff like that i always wonder how did they feel taking those roles and did it feel like they were d- doing it against their better judgment or as a you know i always wonder how people feel when they have to play someone who's when they're like playing the role that's like really quote unquote unattractive and yeah. someone's like oh that person's really ugly well this is it because they have like ugly people casting, casting agencies for ugly fat old lady but they do they have casting agencies that are like specifically and I, this is the word they use like ugly casting agencies yeah. so but it must be quite it must be an odd experience I, I can't imagine signing up to an ugly I can't relate casting <laughs> but you know because it must you take know, right? a certain like 
I, I don't know. Do you have to swallow your pride and be like, well, I guess I'm ugly, so I sign up to a ugly casting? Or, or does someone approach you in the street and be like, I think you'd be really good for this? <laughs> I guess I bet. I bet people just don't give. A, I bet there's some people who just don't give a fuck. Yeah, 100%. maybe we're all we're all image obsessed. So. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Everyone makes out like that. Everybody has thin skin, and they really don't. Yeah. Especially if you go onto TikTok and you see the people that have like facial disfigurements or disabilities and like amputees, people like that. They're literally owning up to it and they're going viral and they're getting famous. And I'm like, exactly. If you can't be hot, be famous. I guess if you're, yeah. you're secure, I guess as well, there are more people that are just completely secure in themselves because they, <sighs> their life doesn't necessarily depend on looks and, and image. And maybe they're, they're, the, the way they value themselves is their interpersonal relationships or their contribution to society. Whereas this is Losers. something that doesn't, doesn't <laughs> I, I cannot relate Fuck to that. Fuck off, man. You fucking nerds. <laughs> What I want to know about you, what have you contributed to society? I think the fuck not. But I, this actually, what we've been talking about brings me on to, or brings us on to, your uh-huh. article that you wrote for The Independent recently yeah. following the death of Willie Garson, who played Stanford in yeah. the show and the films, Yeah, which I found quite interesting because you do address there are some problematic elements within Stanford's representation. Yeah. It's a very soft, soft article because I... I mean, I didn't want to be, like, horrible about someone who had just died. Yeah. Um, oh, are you not a Willie Carson fan? No, I am. <laughs> I am. But um, I think that if it was, like, a different a different time, I would have been slightly more critical. Of, um, of the portrayal of Stan, Stansted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was at Stansted Airport. Well, I was Stansted acting like Gatwick, and it should have been <laughs> he I really feel like Stansted Airport is just in so much of the queer community in the media. <laughs> so much. But I get what like you mean. That big, massive runway. <laughs> I get what you mean, because I guess it, it was commissioned to, uh, to coincide with Willie Garson's yeah. death. So. Okay, but, your article literally sounded like you were... Like Stanford super fan. Yeah. No, I mean, I. You're like, he, he brought such a sensitivity and a subtlety <laughs> to the role. And now you're like, mm, well, <laughs> now it's been a few months. RIP, but. Um, no, I'm not. I was, to be honest, I was never like a huge Stanford fan. I didn't hate him. No. Um, and I, like, I stand by everything I said in the article. Like, I. I think his portrayal was definitely not. Aff- I was at no point was I offended by yeah. it. Mm. I didn't mind. Th- I mean, what do, do we mind about straight men playing gay roles? I don't. I don't give <sighs> a shit. I would rather now gay people play gay people just because you know I Baby, want us to have some more work. Yeah. We were saying the T word and having yeah. race rows in yeah. restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a Willie Garson issue at all. Anyway, I think it's a writer's issue, which is interesting because obviously well, Sex and the City was issue. helmed yeah. by a gay man. Mm. Michael Patrick King is openly gay. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think the way, what I think the things you raised about what was problematic with him is the way that, you know, sometimes he was portrayed really sensitively, like, you know, the, the trip to the underwear bar, which was quite yeah, sweet. Yeah, that and was nice. Entertaining. Yeah. But obviously, a lot of the time he was kind of picked up and discarded by Carrie. Carrie basically being awful Carrie. Yeah. What used him as an accessory a lot of the time or would just dump him off or be like, you know, I, I've got to go and deal with my relationship problems. Yours are nothing to do with me. Yeah, and Sex and the City had a lot... The really interesting thing is Sex and the City had a lot of power, particularly with women. Like, women, like, of that... I guess our generation, and possibly a bit older, watched it religiously and emulated as we do. Do you think that's where the the I want a gay best friend thing came from? Well, it might... I'm not saying that it's solely responsible for it, but it might have, like kind of contributed. Amply, amply yeah. contributed yeah which is cool. interesting to think because that still happens today like you get talking to you get trapped in a smoking area with a straight woman that's like i've always wanted a gay best friend do you want to be my gay best friend and that makes my soul die no what you have to do is you just go yeah sure i've got herpes you've got a fag and then leave them real close <laughs> give us a kiss <laughs> i think stanford can be looked at as like a stereotypical gay man yeah but i think it's kind of a bit like what you were saying in the article as well it kind of depends on how they portray that because i don't think it's bad to portray a stereotype not at all because they exist no 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 Mm. so but i think it's about how it's done and i do feel like he did it in a way a bit like jack mcfarland where it's like okay you you are maybe like that more camp queen 
but they were so lovable that you kind of forget about those stereotypes, yeah. which yeah. again is very similar to real life. Very like yeah. a really lovable character. I think my issue lies with the with the writing and then how they treated the character later on. Because also, where the fuck did Marcus go? I have never solved this riddle. It's never been answered. Wait, what do you mean go? Well, so like okay. Also, just to let you know, I have watched the second film like twice and I've been so this is okay. it shit faced or stoned both times I've got no idea what I mean I that's heard. probably the best way yeah. to enjoy it I think I've not let myself watch it sober because I'm like it's, uh, it's so I bad I can't digest this without a Rene I went to the premiere of it and saw all four of the ladies on the red carpet <gasps> what yeah. I didn't know this in Leicester I'm Square so yes yeah. I'm so jealous yeah. wow I remember exactly what they were wearing yeah. <laughs> Charlotte had on a pink dress Miranda was wearing the yellow dress <laughs> Kim Cattrall was wearing like a nudie colour I think I remember <laughs> So just cars in black, that witch. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, like, Obsessed. what has bothered me is that in like I think it's season five, like he's moved in with Marcus and they have a house in the the Hamptons because right. Carrie goes there to visit them and they bo- they have oh, China and stuff. Sorry, I'm getting Marcus confused with Marco, um, who is Antonio. Yeah, is right? yeah, yeah. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Marantino. Anthony, so, but this Marantino. is the thing. So what? Suddenly, Marcus has disappeared by the first <laughs> film. Yeah. And then they're at that New Year's party and two characters that absolutely detest each other are suddenly getting off at New Year's Eve and then in their second film they get fucking married while no, Liza Minnelli is there. That is ridiculous. And that was them trying to give Stanford the justification, like the, the, they were trying to redeem his character. But as if they thought that that was going to be the thing that the, the guys would be like, oh, thank you for giving this to us. Yeah, why not just bring in a new character who was actually like, seemed likeable for Stanford mm. rather than pairing him with this character who we've, were taught was a bitch yeah. the entire time, and not even a funny bitch. <laughs> but it was just, just an never, outright. Bitch. It was just never addressed. Where did Marcus go? Did he die? Did they break up? I just need. I he need closure. Went back to Honcho. Yeah, uh, he went to work at Honcho. Went back. To, but went back to hooking. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the back pages of QX. <laughs> okay, well, so. Moving on from the movies, because I think we should just skip over those entirely. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. And just like that is around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that. Actually, by the time this comes out, just like that will probably be imminent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. December. December, December, yeah. Yeah. What, um, what, are, we, what are we hoping oh, for? Oh, I, so, <laughs> so I got really excited when... <laughs> There was a there was a clip of like a passerby filmed like the filming of it. Yeah, yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker walks out of a door and does the gallop <gasps> across the pavement. Yes. And I was like, and the, it, the childlike enjoyment that you get, like, <laughs> and it made me realize, like, for the first time since it got announced, I was like, oh my god, we're at, we're getting more Carrie, we're getting Carrie Bradshaw yeah. again. And I was like, this is really exciting, but I'm also really apprehensive as well. I okay, am let's talk about what we want from it first. Okay, what do you? want i want samantha (laughs) i want samantha i want it to be modern and updated but i don't want it to be preachy i was just gonna say that didactic a word that you that you uh, you i actually use that word a lot after you said it didactic which means really like instructive and really kind of teaching trying to consciously teach people very much a bit like and i hate to say this and i know people are going to come for me because i've said it before and they have but how <laughs> will and grace was when the it new came season back. Yeah. yeah no you're right this it is did what, this is it what i don't organic. that's what killed the levity of it the, this the, is what the, i don't want i don't want I, I don't mind like smartphones and apps and stuff being in it because obviously they have to be but hmm. the references to them have to be natural like i don't want stanford to be like i was on grinder the other day. do you know what i mean like and it was just like it has to be natural with will and grace they're first episode back was all around like going to the white house and like like it was all very political and i don't I mean, this isn't me saying that i don't think politics doesn't have a place in art or you know, tv or anything like that but the will and grace revival just became very didactic yeah and i just That's very what I mean. i'm like if you want to put joe biden in the script then Carrie, he better be pissing on you. Yeah, like it was very, politician. it was very movie of the, after school special is what yes. happened to it. Like lifetime. issue of the week, it's yeah, very lifetime. I, that's what, what Will, Will and Grace. Yeah, saying. Will yeah. and Grace, the new season. Right. I so mean, what, there are good, there are good signs. It's great that it's HBO still. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great that there are some amazing people in it. There's, I think it's called Sarita Chowdhury. She's I saw. Yeah, fab. I've seen a picture of her, and she just yeah. looks, looks iconic. Yeah, she's iconic. Um, she's in Homeland. Um, and she's really cool in Homeland. I am. Um, I just want it to go. I want a return to sort of like the just the fun and the the. <laughs> 
also the outrageousness, especially of the earlier seasons when there was more like rimming and craziness yeah. and stuff like that. I don't want, so I know it will be a part of it inevitably, but I don't want this hyper focus on the fashion. Like, let it be the the Instagram account, the just like that closet, yeah. which is fine. Let let that be the, fo- you can, if you want to focus on that, you can, but I don't want storylines about going to Dior and, you know, like the the dress of a lifetime was sent to me by Vivian Westwood. I, I, I want mm. that sort of to be toned down again. 100%. I just don't want the fashion and the the <laughs> capitalism element of it to play such a huge part. Yeah, I and agree. I don't want it to be so fairy tale again. Let's get a bit more edgy again, please. Yes. Well, this is the thing. They need to take it. The films, both of the films, were awful in the sense of overproduction, yeah, yeah. like product placement, all of that shit. Oh yeah. If you bring it back to even season six, okay, it got a bit too fashiony, yeah. but. The format of the TV show was really what was selling it for me, which is why I'm so excited for it to come back in that format. Yeah. And I do think that they can salvage it, but they just, there's so many factors that are playing into this, what they've got to be really clever about. Like, they obviously want it to be woke. We get that. Yeah. But, you know, you have to be woke without being preachy. You've got to. Yeah. And the fact that Carrie has a podcast makes me a bit nervous as well, because (laughs) I worry that will be her platform for, I mean, if we say this, recording a podcast. (laughs) But I'm literally on the mic. That's what it's going to be. And that's going to be the narration throughout. It's going to be her on her podcast. Oh, God. I I mean, I I don't know that for sure, but surely that's how they're going to do it. Yeah. So how do you feel about No Samantha? I personally think that if they can bring it, like they've got a ton of new characters. And I think, I know, I know people, I hear in your I hear the distress <laughs> in your side, James. But I do think the change of the change of character is very much down to like the disdain in that is very much down to people hating change. And I get it. Mm. We want Samantha there, but she can't be there. So I think why don't we actually watch these women, see what they can do, see what characters they're playing before we start slagging them off. I yeah, I yeah. No, I have no problem with that. I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I am not a fan of having someone drafted in as a replacement character, though, which is a bit... I don't uh, want them to suddenly make a brand new best friend and suddenly the f- there's four again, you know? Have three and I have think other like ancillary that. characters. It looks like there's it looks like there's going to be sort of five of them, yeah. which is interesting. Or maybe it'll just be a different... Maybe they won't do it in, like... Because in the original, they cut between, like, the four storylines. Yeah. Maybe this will be sort of more organic. Because, like... What like, like um like interwoven yeah, yeah so like Charlotte's okay. daughter is now is apparently in it as like quite mm. a major character oh okay um and stuff like that so it might be a bit more sort of like gossip girly type oh I don't I don't want gossip girl vibes mm. though darling like how are you gonna <laughs> I don't know I'm, okay I'm sorry but I feel like if they're going from like Charlotte's daughter who's a teenager yeah to like Carrie and them like who are like fifty I'm like you skipped a generation hun yeah. I you've got like preteens with grandmas. Where I think they've are the just got to be in the middle. It's, <laughs> it's so interesting, like, and what we were saying earlier about like the the capitalism stuff as well. It'll get absolutely shredded yeah, if they try and do the same vibes because no one's got any fucking like we've just come out of a pandemic. No yeah. one's got any fucking money. It would be in very bad taste. Yeah, it yeah. would just be like I mean, even the second film and that came out when in like the noughties or something. Yeah, even then it got slated for that. So it's going to have to be... Com- but this is why I'm so interested and excited to see it. Like, I hope they kill Samantha off because I don't want... They, they're gonna. I've seen... No, I heard that. I heard they... But I heard they haven't done it because they want to deliberately leave it open should Kim Cattrall have a change of heart. And that's what who, I'll find who, hard to swallow. Who told you that? It's what, everywhere. What, what, it's all over Instagram. What, what's his name? <clears throat> what what well, camera crew? <laughs> State your source. No, but that's what I've heard. So I don't want them to do that because Kim Cattrall ain't never coming back. She's done with it. She's no. not friends with anyone. Yeah. Um. I. I. And I. You know, in the films, she moved to LA and they still featured her. So I. I don't want this like shitty explanation. Like we just stopped talking to each other and Samantha moved to the Himalayas or so. You know. So Kim Cattrall's quote from the guard from that Guardian interview <laughs> are words that I have been living by for like the last year and honestly my life has been so much better for it <laughs> so she said I never want to be in a situation for even an hour where I'm not enjoying myself and yeah. I've just been like putting that into practice every day and it's been really working for me just like that <laughs> <laughs> and just I was like that I had no friends <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was chatting to my friend Ellen about 
She was like, oh, you should she's get generous. Yeah, no, yeah I'm generous. <laughs> I'm going to mean a hedge. She's a bitch. But that's just press. That's just press. <laughs> this, this Ellen actually is a lesbian. Is a lesbian. And oh. does, have, does also have short hair. Um, but I was, what lesbian doesn't? I was, um, I was chatting to her about what tattoo I should get. And Ellen said, <laughs> Ellen said you should get that quote upside down on your inner thigh. So that like when Next your legs are up, people can read it. And I was like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. Could you get a little picture of Kim Cattrall but next then, to it as well? <laughs> but then I'm not being funny. What if they read your quote and they're like, yeah, that's so true. See, See uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's just made me realise. Yeah. I need to go. Actually, what words of wisdom? <laughs> By the way, sympathy fuck, gone. <laughs> and also if I was wearing shorts, I'd always get people like, oh yeah. Trying to look upside down at me. Yeah, there's a, it sounds like there's a lot of downsides to this potential yeah. tattoo. Maybe keep that one in the sin bin. Well, we have actually got some people sharing their favourite memories of Samantha. Oh, do we have time for them? Yeah, we can fit it in. Fit it in. Just like <laughs> Samantha would. <laughs> oh, fit it in. <laughs> Easy. So we asked for favourite Samantha moments and Samantha quotes. There were so many, so I'm not going to be able to read them all out, unfortunately. Sorry, besties. <laughs> um, but some of them, I'm just going to go through. Uh, love this one. That one will burn your clear right off. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm way past the flirtini. I need a fuck teeny. I don't know what accent that was. I'm sorry. She was really Honey, I'm way past the. <laughs> Who does it remind me? It reminds me of something. Sounded like Beverly Leslie a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Get that thing out of my ass before I shit on it. Is that not the dirtiest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> I think it still is one of the dirtiest things I've yeah. ever heard. One of the dirtiest things I've ever heard was when Lady Lloyd <laughs> was when Lady Lloyd said to me, I love guys with small dicks because it means you don't have to douche. Uh. <laughs> but True though. Did True. you detect any lies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a trisexual. I try anything once. Oh, a few people have put that one. Dirty martini, dirty bastard. <laughs> Somebody put going to a baby shower, braless in a light throw, done up with a single button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who wants to see my tits? <laughs> this one, which always springs to mind for me, is I love you, but I love me more. I think about yeah. that all the so time. So do I. Yeah. yeah, so iconic. That was a good one. My mum was inspired by that, which is nice. <laughs> To do uh, what? To a uh, pearl thong. To, to <laughs> <laughs> she actually lay on the table and covered herself in sushi. <laughs> she does. She does say it twice. Then doesn't she? She does it in Atlantic City, and then she says it again in the first film. I oh, think. does she? Yeah. Oh, does oh, she? I, I thought it was just in the first film. Oh no! She I just thought rich. it was just in yeah, Atlantic City. Yeah. So she City. does do it twice. She does. Oh, so she she does. does. Bringing City, a cheating yeah. man to Atlantic City. <laughs> Who picked this restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will not be judged by you and society. And whenever I can kneel, I will continue to blow. Right, they've written the quote wrong. But you know the quote <laughs> as long right. as I can kneel, breathe, breathe kneel, and breathe, yeah, breathe and blow, or something. Yeah, as long as I can breathe and kneel, that's it. As long as I can breathe and kneel, I'm gonna splash some cold water on my face. <laughs> <laughs> we, James, our last episode, I'm dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spice. <laughs> <laughs> I just let the aftermath of that though as well that moment of silence and then uh, Charlotte just gets up and walks out and she's never coming back yeah. <laughs> can I cancel my rice pudding I love that episode too that's frenemies isn't it yeah I yeah, love that one welcome to my box <laughs> I think about that one all the time too because I always forget Honey. when it is. So whenever I'm ticking the box, I'm like, okay, okay, I've got a few more years, and then I'm in. Oh, should we just should we just do a podcast where we just read out some? <laughs> yes, I mean, we yes. did a whole podcast where we literally read sexual bad sexual writing. Oh, in ASMR was was any of mine in there? <laughs> Quite a few, actually. <laughs> Fuck me badly once, shame on you. Fuck me badly twice, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do when you're not working as a one-man welcome wagon <laughs> i think mine is shut up you bitches i called the cops <laughs> yes. yes and then the like the response was like now suck my dick 
<laughs> oh, this is the quote. I wear whatever and blow whoever as I want, as long as I can breathe and blow. Words to live by. Words to live, Words by, to live yeah. by. Absolutely. So one of them just says, fry or fuck. Fry or fuck. I masturbated to my monk all afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else wrote her laughing out loud when she meets Peppermill Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Peppermill Dick. I love it when um, I love it when Charlotte, one of the ones we watched recently for the podcast, Charlotte's like, "Oh, we're trying to have a baby," and Samantha just goes, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always like the one where she's like, "I hate fucking kids. They're everywhere. These people with their children. They're everywhere." Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been. A fun walk down memory lane. Yeah. Mm. Well, HBO's memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not real memories. <clears> but <throat> thank you for thank you for joining us today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, I feel like we should have you back when just like that finishes, and then we can all talk about mm. it. Yeah, we can dig back. Cancelled after one season. Well, I'm not expecting <laughs> there to be more than one. I'll be honest. Are you? <laughs> we'll see. Will and Grace got three yeah. until Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally tried to kill each other, and then. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. in this situation, Megan Mullally is already out. Yeah, yeah. true. I would like to plug... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Ashton. Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to plug... What am I doing? I'm not doing oh, the much. Pod, the oh, the podcast, podcast yeah. yeah. The yeah. podcast, it's called So I Got to Thinking. And it's on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's at S-I-G-T-T podcast on Instagram. Fab. And if you just search Sex in the City on the podcast platforms. And what's your up. what's your personal? My personal private Instagram account <laughs> is <laughs> Dylan B. Jones LDN. Because listen, we know, we know that when you're listening, you're like, oh, what do they look like? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, people are gonna want to have a squiz at your pics. I'm so gonna, you I'm gonna go private and make my small photo like exceedingly hot. It's gonna be a picture of like no, that Ryan is such Reynolds. A, that is such a trap. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. There is nothing more annoying than requesting someone's Instagram. When, you know the ones that follow you and you think, oh, that picture looks a bit yeah. hot, and then you request back and then they uh, allow you. You look and you're like, it was a trap. <laughs> like <laughs> they go and you're like, Woo! <laughs> no. <laughs> Not no. that that would be the case with you, Anthony. No, not so. with you, of course. Listen, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, if they're British people, they'll be too polite to unfollow. I think I just forget to unfollow as well. <laughs> but yes, my private Instagram. Yeah. Private. 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 Send a dick pic into a <laughs> message request. <laughs> request. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been great being here yeah. at the Glamorous. Studio, <laughs> Oh, thank Studios. you for coming. Thank you for Thanks having for me. I've enjoyed it. I've had a good time. Well, we are at Cocktails Confessions and at Cocktails Cock Talk on Instagram, collectively. Singularly, I'm at Chalais Lays. And my handle is at I am Dom Top. <laughs> <laughs>